Welcome to the Risk 11 Podcast, Season 4, Episode 4. In this, today's podcast, we're going to have a bunch of new guests. Uh, probably two Team Sketch members are going to join us. And we're going to chat about a bunch of different topics. We're going to talk business, we're going to talk stocks, we're going to talk investing, we're going to talk a whole lot of shit. I hope you guys enjoy and sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and don't forget to drink. Also, by the way, this podcast is sponsored by Risk11. If you guys ever want to watch cool videos and teams watch team cool videos, check out Risk11 on YouTube. Either way, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. hope you enjoyed this episode and sit back, relax and enjoy. Enjoy the show. Minnesota is Kuda Abara. Yeah, what's up? Hello there. How's it going? <laughs> Great. Yeah, it took a little bit. I was uh, selling some baby doge or buying baby doge. Cool. So is uh, Faith going Is Faith joining? I don't think she's joining because I don't think her Wi Fi could handle. I don't think her uh, Wi-Fi is working properly. Is Risk here? What? Is Risk here? I think he is there, but I don't think he's actively at the mic at the moment. Dang. <laughs> Are we doing the um, his podcast? Are we doing um, we finishing the uh, team podcast? I think we've done the team sketch podcast. This, I think we're doing Risk's podcast now.
Cheesy pork rinds. Remember, kids, patience is key to yep. success. <laughs> <laughs> so, my friend keeps asking me why he keeps getting shadow banned on TikTok all the time. And you just have to watch his videos. It's literally like the most against TOS light stuff I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> why? It's, it's like these cringy Minecraft adult themed videos that would like, you know, not ever fly on any platform, really. <laughs> uh, I guess that makes sense. He doesn't get that that's what's hurting him, I guess. <laughs> it's something. It is what it is. Yep. If he doesn't get it, he won't get it. He'll never grow if he doesn't understand the rules and how True. things work in the industry of social media. Exactly. Yeah. So how's your day been? Great. That's good. So what's the uh, what's the weather like there in, in London right now? Or uh, UK? Uh, I'm from Manchester and uh, things are alright. Okay, that's good. I believe today it was supposed to be... Morning... It actually turned out to be a pretty nice day. Yeah, cool. The sun decided to come out today. Mm -hmm. So what's your... um? Predictions for Byte or Clash or whatever is happening right now. <laughs> well, I predict in like the next month or two, there might be an announcement from Clash about possibly opening up the beta to more people. True. And then another month or two after that, I think there's going to be a change in how the app looks as in they might turn from bite to clash. That's when the transition will happen. Possibly. Here's my theory. I don't think clash means that they're changing it to clash, sort of say. Uh, I know it might say clash beta, but so I asked Corey. I asked Corey what he what what they meant by the clash beta. Like, are they bringing clash back? And Corey said, no, like Clash has been off the App Store and it's going to stay off the App Store. And I was like, why does it say Clash beta? He's like, oh, that's just um, like our version of saying it's like imagine if TikTok did a beta and instead of, instead of calling it the TikTok beta, they call it the ByteDance beta. So like Clash is essentially the ByteDance company. And Byte is the TikTok, if that makes sense. Oh. Yeah. Now it makes sense. 
So I guess I bite isn't going away. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> oh, it's just a branding confusion. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think, I think you know, based off what Corey told me about. But I mean, uh, I mean, if you got that from Corey, then yeah, I don't see why he would lie. He would, he could never lie. True. That is true. We put our trust in him, and he puts our trust in us, and vice versa. So, has anyone been accepted into the beta? Well, I've heard that one female biter has been accepted. I think her name is Jess Baj. Because I'm actually curious um, what's going on, right? Because like, right now, it seems, there's, it seems like, like nothing, nothing's happening. I think it's just a secret beta. Just like what happened in September 2019, that it's basically a closed beta, but no and no one isn't allowed to tell anyone outside of the beta. True, that that is true. Is it? So, uh, isn't that why? By why? Uh, oh, you guys are back. Hey, what did you guys were here. <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> okay, hey guys. Uh, so. Welcome to the Risk Eleven Podcast, uh, episode, season four, episode four. So, what were yeah. you guys talking about? Uh, talking about the future of Byte. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's great. I mean, other than Jess Barge, who's made it into the Clash Beta, I think Adam Rowley is also on the Clash Beta because when I when I asked him about being part of Team Sketch. He said, I'm sorry, I got something to do. I got something busy to do with Clash and whatever. Wish you best of luck with your collaborative collective wait, on Fighting got... Clash. Wait, so he's on Clash? So it's well, Clash. Yeah, you, uh, Adam, I think, well... yes, Adam Rowley is on the Clash beta because when I told him about joining Team Sketch, he says he's busy doing Clash or whatever, assuming he might be on the Clash beta. Well, me, me, and me, and uh, me, and Jamie have a theory now that technically bite might not go away. That so, all right. So you know how t- how uh, TikTok's on by bite dance. Like, yeah. And then, like, imagine you know if bite dance had a beta, but instead of calling it the TikTok beta, they call it the uh, bite dance beta. So we think that you know. Clash is doing the same thing with Byte. Instead of calling it the Byte beta, they're calling it the Clash beta. Like like what Byte, like, you know, like Byte dance. Yeah. So, so what's your fear with it? Are you thinking that literally Byte is one app? Byte, they're going to, it's going to be a separate app? Yeah. Interesting. Do you think they're trying to target the, like, the Chinese market? Would be clever. Maybe. But I think no. by being owned by Clash, I think, well, I think, well, first of all, I think Clash is more of a creator focus. Like they're, they're more focused like on a, on a corporate level of trying to get creators like paid. Yeah. I think Byte is a, as much a bigger brand than Clash, given that before yeah. that, before they announced like cooperation between the two, but Byte has more users on the app than Clash. So when they announced the collaboration, people from Clash moved over the bytes, assuming that there was more users on bytes. And so they just that's hassle. See the the name Clash, it doesn't make sense at first. Like, well, let me ask you guys, you, you two guys, what you think Clash is, and I'll explain to you what what it actually means. 
So what 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 do you guys think about what what do you think Clash means? I originally thought it was the company that owned Clash was the people that created Clash of Clans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, that's what, what I thought. Obviously, think of course, yeah. Yeah. But see, the definition term of of Clash, well, you know, Clash of Clans. <laughs> yeah. Um, the definition of 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 Clash is well, it's it's pretty obvious, you know, it's people fighting that's pretty much it like there's no there's no other definition like a violent confrontation a mismatch of colors but there's one other other uh, meaning for clash and and, and 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 it's really weird like you wouldn't understand it unless you're like on one of the coasts or whatever mainly probably like the California coast the waves clashing on the beach. Hmm. Hmm. Like how the waves can like clash on the sand and, and make all these creative, you know, different things. Now here's the thing. Unless, like I said, unless you live on one of the beaches or one of the shores, nobody's going to get that. <laughs> you guys now, have any idea when it's going to go public? Yeah, um, public. I don't know the answer to that one, actually, because, um, see, here's the thing. If you think of, of, a, of a company like Clash, which, which is about, I would say, is, has, a, has about the same energy as Valve at this point, because, you know, Valve hasn't put out a game in, like, years. Well, Half-Life Alex, they put out that recently. I, I give them credit on that. Um, Valve has not went public ever since they were founded. And I think that's more of a not wanting to, you know, hand over power to investors sort of thing. Um, I think when it comes to creative companies, um, it well, first of all, it's really preference. Um, you can either you know get investors involved and then you know have a whole bunch of people it's hands-on or you can just you know keep control of your company and um keep it private but i think me personally i believe if a company is going to um if they if they want a majority of control over their you know especially entertainment company um if they want a majority of control over their you know movie video game um trend you know whatever it is they want to you know keep you know keep on uh like like their vision um i think uh, the best way is to stay private so that way you don't have like all these tens and thousands of different voices forcing you to do one thing when you really want to you know do another hmm. i was meaning like the beta like when do you think the beta is going to come come live to everybody or like the beta is when, like when's that going to come Full circle strategies when so everybody's going to be able to use the use that what's new features when do you think that's going to happen i think i have a theory right now and i think i read i think i know why the beta is taking so long well it also reminds me well first of all this reminds me of whenever bite originally came out um you know it 
there's like the announcement, there's like this whole entire dead period, and then there was this like slight glimmer of hope, and there was another dead period, and then the beta actually happened, like just out of the blue. Um, I've noticed that this has been, you know, it's, it's, it's been a constant, you know, um, trend with Byte to have like this, this, you know, anonymous, you know, not going to know when, it, when things are going to happen sort of thing. And I mean, I, to me, that's like, you know, that's like Byte's thing at this point. Like you never, it's like, it's like the, um, the secret Friday updates with Minecraft. You, you never knew what was what was going to come out each Friday. It could be like a, a secret mechanic, or it could be something that happens with a zombie, or you know, whatever. Uh, I think if my if uh, if Byte did something like that, like secret Friday updates or whatever, you know, like to keep that anonymous vibe, um, I believe Byte that would be a game changer. That, that would bring back a lot of nostalgia, you know, a lot of Minecraft nostalgia, a lot of gaming nostalgia, etc. And it could, it could also bring back some Vine, um, you know, um, stuff. But um, what my theory is with the beta right now is I think the reason they haven't released the beta yet is because technically the app is already out and it's already available to use. So technically, the people getting into the beta, like they, they don't have any any rush. Technically speaking, to right rush any any sort of like beta right now because technically we already have an app. And like me and Jamie were talking about before, how um, how with Byte, um, the or the Clash beta or Byte beta or whatever, um, that we uh didn't know you know who's going to get in or, or all that good stuff or you know we like you know whatever or we, we didn't know if it's gonna be the clash beta or you know like actually clash and then um i talked to Corey and he confirmed that clash wasn't coming back and i think this is another thing that confirms uh that clash isn't coming back because you know, not rushing out the beta, you know, the, the app is already there for people to use. I think that's, you know, like another one of those things. It's like, yeah, maybe they're not changing it. But aren't, ain't there like, ain't time, if they don't, like, if they don't do something, won't they eventually, people won't eventually, people lose interest in that set up? That, that, that brings up another fair point. That's what I don't like about this secret anonymous, you know, part that Byte has been um, sort of, I guess, known for at this point. Like, it, it, like Byte's reputation is, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with Byte. Like, like that's been the constant theme with Byte. Now, like I said, I I like that because you know. Minecraft had secret Friday updates, but Steve Byte's not doing that. They're not, you know, they're not having secret Friday or secret day updates or whatever. They're not doing updates at all. You don't you just don't know what's going on with Byte. You literally don't know what's going on with Byte. I think to to really change things around, I think instead of having this, you know, insider only mentality. Uh, uh, only a certain few people know certain things. Um, 
moving from that and then going to a sort of you know like minecraft secret friday update where you got where people know when an update is going to happen but you don't know what's going to be in the update if if, if if that's the direction they're going with it you know to keep that you know mystery sort of thing so like do you guys remember when they used to do like they used to to when they used to try and start and bring up new creators, do you guys remember when they used to do like these like like spon like sponsored channels and that where they like if you put like if you upload to a certain one of them they would do better than any normal of a channel. Like the it's I think it was similar to the hashtags and that. Like it was like these like event like type things that they only happen like once a week. I remember like Romy and all these other creators and that and me, we at the start of by when it first like went public, I remember them like literally creating like hashtag, not hashtags, but like special channels, which you like, I think every time, I think once a week it changed a different category. I think it inspired people to be more creative as well. True. I think Byte has had a problem um, from its first launch though, but it's kind of ironed itself out over time. And I wish, um, I really wish that um, the creators, you know, most of them could have stick or stuck around to see it, see it through. But um, the problem is it, it, they, they dropped it at a time that not many people were prepared. Like I, like me personally, like the day I found out it was dropped, I was like frantically trying to get these, all these different pieces together. I had to like drop some things out of my day. Like I, I had, I had so many, you know, like imagine if, I was like at the time I didn't really have a, a job or anything. Imagine if I had to go to a job that day or if I was like a really busy person, like I, I was kind of busy that day, but I didn't, you know, it wasn't that bit like I could just, you know, drop them out off my schedule if I needed to at that point. And then all of a sudden, you know, the creator's bite just drops, um, you know, an announcement that, Hey, it's, it's launched. <laughs> like like no warning you know no, nothing like that and i i think that sort of started this trend of not knowing when things are going on sort of thing and yeah, yeah i think you know bite needs to shake that if they if, if if they want you know people to stay interested and and, and, and be motivated to create on this platform. I know a lot of a lot of the people that, you know, was in the uh, December beta. Like, I believe that was, like, group two or group three people. Um, they're no longer on the hop. Yeah. They're, they're, I, I don't see them anymore. I, I, I believe the only person out of that whole group who I rarely even see anymore. And actually, I, I believe, weren't you part of the original uh, beta, too? I was. Yeah, Jamie was part of it. I joined on day one. It went public. Yeah. So you. So so literally you and maybe Tady, and Wait, it was Jess and Harry and Henry with a double Y. Weren't they part of the beta or they day one like me? Like they were probably more like towards um, phase three beta. It's an interesting app. I just wish I just wish there was better thing features to it. Like 
I think need a better algorithm. Hopefully, that class can bring a better algorithm to it because yeah, there's no algorithm there. See, I am a 100% bite advocate because I see the potential in bite. Like, I've always wanted to create this sort of like this has been like a dream of mine. Uh, ever since like uh, a time in YouTube where YouTube was not doing too well, the creators, you know, all these creators were leaving YouTube, Adpocalypse, all that sort of thing. I've always wanted to create or run or, you know, help uh, create like a, a creator ran um, platform and have it succeed because then you can really prove you can really stick it to the advertiser you can really stick it to the, the these you know outlet these media outlets and you know all these people who don't believe in content creators like like you know we were talking about before on the other podcast yeah that's what's going to really stick it to those guys is like hey these people started a company they started an app they started a, a platform, a social media platform, a content creating platform. I totally agree. Themselves, yeah. I think we'll end up doing that. We'll end up creating something. Might not happen this year, might not happen next year, but we'll end up creating an app. Exactly. We might a development team, but we'll do something with it. Because I, one thing I, one thing I can say I've learned from the Byte Beta and well uh being a part of the clash beta and and all these people i've met and all these um uh things i've learned is i've learned how to i i i have a lot of ideas for, for what the clash beta? implemented for a, a true like creator first platform and ran by creator platform that sort of thing um i believe well first of all um to be paid i really think advertisements sort of become an issue uh for people you know like they eventually get bored they're like oh this advertisement's too long i'm gonna skip and then then you run into things like okay advertisers aren't getting enough streams so they start pulling they start pulling their campaigns and you know at that point you know the platform's not doing too well because you know you, just, you can't keep advertisers. Now, what I what I really admired about what Byte tried to do, and I, I really wish they could have continued with this, instead of just flashing advertisements in your face, right? Instead of just you know, hey, here's an advertisement. You're forced to watch it no matter what. Okay, now you can watch your content. Instead of just doing that, um, I believe um, paid sort of like. Paid accounts, like you know, like accounts that that advertisers can pay for, um, you know, like if they want to make you know content, you know, they're specifically promoted, and it'll be have like its own badge, like a promoted badge or something. Or another idea I've had, if, if that doesn't work out, is 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 like specifically individual promoted accounts. So, like, say, like, you know, sponsors, right? Let, let's say uh, G Fuel wanted to sponsor one of you guys, and yeah, and whatever, and 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 sometimes, you know, email, like, some people don't have these like fancy agents or whatever. 
So what they could do is they could go on your your, your profile and directly spawn like like you have like a direct sponsorship button on your profile for people not not not, not even just brands maybe. Uh, you can have like a, a subscriber like directly sponsor you and they get like certain benefits. I, I know this is like a subscription, like like kind of like what YouTube has with their, you know, subscription Patreon. But it's more sponsor focused, like, you know, um advertisement focused. Like, yeah, you can like share, you know, you, you could like put certain advertisements on my videos. You like it goes, you know, a little deeper. Um so I think that and um at, at like uh, brand accounts, like accounts that you pay to like turn into like a sort of like brand account, maybe e even like to, to entice people, um, like give them like a certain verification badge, but not like, not like a verification badge, like, cause you know, so many people would pay just to get verified. Um, a specific unique badge, it verifies, it, it, is it a brand? And not some, you know, person that's, you know, trying to get rich or, you know. Would that be something? What if they added the thing, like, you know, with Discord and they have, like, their, their little different roles? What if they added, like, a role system in there into Byte? So, literally, if you, like, let's say that you, you're all, you could have, like, integrate something like that. So, let's say that you had a different, like, role. Let's say that you, like, all your, like, number after a certain amount of years, one of your number one five, like, let's say someone, like, likes your post like a hundred like a hundred posts in like certain amount of days they're awarding like maybe you're like a uh with like freaking like one of those like roles and that to say well this person like literally what like what like liked a hundred picture videos videos in like a hundred days or something like that like they had some like role type of system to like reward the it might not do much to the for the creator but it might actually make the the viewer seem it would look nice, though. Yeah. Yeah. See, that that's one thing I've always been focused on is building a a better communication between between you know content creator and their fans. Like I, I believe some content creators today don't take the effort to put themselves out there as like um, you know content creators like back in the day used to. Because like now we have all these different different tools and stuff. And to, it's just wild to me that, you know, I, like some of the biggest, you know, uh, content creators I've seen don't have, don't use them. Like, uh, I, I know um, some, you know, YouTubers and stuff like that, they'll just take their, they'll take clips and they'll just slap it on TikTok and, and call it a day or, you know, slap it on whatever. And... They're that, 30 years old. Do you really think they know how technology works anymore? True. <laughs> but I, 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 I believe, you know, um, if they took the effort, like, like you know, like if it was easier. So th this role system would make it easier for, for them. And mm. that would also make it easier for, you know, like giveaways and stuff. Because, like, I yeah. know one, one, big, one big complaint about a lot of YouTubers, they complain – that a lot of um a lot of ways that they used to do giveaways like they have to go in there and individually find like these like subscriber numbers and then they, they have to like do a random number picker 
then they got to go back in their subscription list and like actually look at the names and you know pick you know x number of a of, of person who won you know co- said console or whatever if we had the role system that that would that would be the the random number picker that would be the hey this is the subscriber that won this console or this whatever i didn't even think more any of those uh, those giveaways were actually real to be quite fucking fair i thought they were all just fake just to get views that's just my honest opinion i didn't think anybody actually did real some giveaways. of them some of them are um I, I I don't um, I can't tell you how many YouTubers do it just to get views, but I do believe yeah. some of them are um, some Real. of them are legit though. Even though it might be a even though it might be a money grab or a subscriber grab or whatever, technically people do win consoles. Yeah. It's the same like concept in Subway and that. I remember Subway, I think back in the day, they did like a, or I think it might have been McDonald's, they did like a giveaway where I think it was for like one of the next gen console. I think it was the Xbox One or the PS4. I think it was one of them too. Back in the day, back in 2013, 2014. Jeez, that's decades away. Just having a midlife crisis, I just realized, damn, I'm old. <laughs> I can't believe it's been almost 10 years started back in 2013, 2014 it's almost 10 years I've been creating content for yeah 8 years, Jesus that is wild you know, this, this yeah. is like 2013 where I started mine so you were talking about Dogecoin and that, like baby Doge yeah Like, is that, an, is that an actual cryptocurrency or is it just another name for Dogecoin that is actually another cryptocurrency. It's like, I think what the Doge developers are doing, and like this is te- this is technically like a fan made Doge. Um, by by the way, th- this is this is like a perfect example of of how you know fan content and you know stuff should be handled. By the way, so the the these fans of Dogecoin uh, decided to get together and make like a a, a baby Doge coin. Like, sort of like how Ethereum has like different, you know, variants of Ethereum, kind of like the like a real currency would. So, Baby Doge is like the equivalence of like a, a dime or a quarter or a, a nickel, you know, in, in USD or you know, in, in UK currency. And essentially, Baby Doge is like a new coin. And what the developers have done is they, they they gave them their full support. They're like, yeah, you know what? You started, you, 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 like, that's awesome. The fans are awesome. You guys started, like, a smaller coin. We're, we know we're trying to do what Ethereum did. Awesome. That is 100% different than what Nintendo or some big lawyer, you know, driven company would do. And, like, instead of, like, hey, we're going to pat you on the back to support you, we're going to take you and choke claim your payment. <laughs> so, essentially, um, I would say Baby Doge is like the this you know like the coin version, like smaller coin of uh, to Dogecoin. 
it's it's an, it's a new coin and it, it's literally around 0. 0.0 like eight zeros and then like 15. Didn't you say so, you bought into the baby doge or something like that? Yes. Like how much did I, you get? I, I've I've actually put a hundred dollars. Like no joke. I've put I've put at least around a hundred something dollars worth of Ethereum into uh, it. Uh, it, it, it's a little complicated to get to get like you have to you have to go like i use crypto.com to get you know a lot of my coins and then i i just transfer that to metamask and then then you got to go to this this exchange called uh pancake swap that's how you get bait it's, it's a little you have to go out of your way but see here's the thing it's it's a 0. 0.000001 if you put a hundred dollar, like I've actually, you know, did the math on Google and apparently it can't even like register a number that big on the calculator. Um, I don't technically know the, the, the exact number. So how much, if that, if that goes up by so many, how much is that going to make you? Is that going to make you like a multimillionaire? Is that going to make you well off? Like if it go, well, if it goes to a cent, like, like, like literally all, all it has to do is hit one cent. Sim- I mean, similar to the equivalence of Dogecoin hitting a dollar. But see, if, if, so Dogecoin- if it hits one cent, how much money do you actually make? Just start That is something I'm trying to figure out right now. It, I, I'm trying to literally find a calculator that won't spit out like one EX something. Some like random number. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I, I'm trying oh, to man. find. I'm trying to find. You know what I'm trying to earn out of this crypto, not you know Elon Musk. You think you can do some calculation? <laughs> calculation for me. Oh, what is that? Can you do a calculation for me? Like, I've got, yeah, I've got a decent, round about a certain amount in, like, round about 1K in Palantir, and I think it can go to 500 in a certain time. Yeah. Uh, and I bought in about, like, 18 a share. I, I'm just curious, can you do the math on that and see, like, how much I would actually make if all of them would go to about, go if all the, like, if the share would go to, like, a 500? Yeah, sure. Um... Now Dogecoin, oh my god, not Dogecoin, a uh, baby Dogecoin. If baby Dogecoin goes above a dollar and we buy in like right now, like if we buy in right now and we hold it until it gets to its like highest peak ever, I strongly believe we could actually probably see the first multi trillionaires around the world. Like bigger than than Jeff Bezos, bigger than Elon Musk. Oh, you'll see them. Yes, we're gonna see. <laughs> I don't think you doubt it, but we're gonna see like ten trillions of. There's gonna be ten trillion dollar companies in the next thirty years. Oh, exactly. I don't think you realize in the next ten years, by twenty thirty, there'll be ten. There'll be trillion dollar ten trillion dollar companies. And if Tesla by then will be worth four trillion. If I ever get big off of uh, Baby Doge, like like a lot of money, believe me, I I I'm going to grow, you know, Sagamatic Studios and 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 like make the like the, the most unreal like the most unreal content I could ever make. Like all those like I had I had one person ask me one time if, if you could make uh, if you could make anything like no money is an object, right? What would you make? Oh man, I have. I have so many different answers. I make so many different films. <laughs> yes, and, and I, oh, believe me, believe me, us, us three, or, or a lot of us would would like would actually use that money to like 
turn bite in like bite would be probably one of the one of those multi trillion dollar companies. I think I would bite to be quite honest. If I had the money I'd probably buy bite off exactly. And because... I'd just, uh, and I'd do my own I do I think I'd run the company a lot differently. Exactly. I think I could, I think I could run it and turn it into something. Exactly. I also like, I, I, hedge fund as well. I don't want to see bite just turn into some vine. Like, you know, where Twitter, you know, Microsoft's like, hey, you got it. Hey, look at this, you guys. Um, you guys aren't going to do so well in, in the next 10 years, you know. You might as well hand it over and, and we'll, quote, unquote, save your company from going out of uh, out of business. Then you finally cave in. You're like, yeah, that is a lot of money. And, and I want to see this company succeed. So you hand it over. Then about two years later, Microsoft or whoever is like, eh, it's not making money. We're going to shut it down, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dom. I think Dom's already regretting it. I think it's sad the fact that Dom sold it. I think he really wanted to keep it, but he just couldn't afford it. Exactly, and, and, and I hate to say it, but that's what that's what really really run, runs a lot of those things down into the ground. Like Wikipedia for a good time. Um, was at was like begging users to like it, donate to them, and and, and you know how big Wikipedia is. Like Wikipedia is like one of those. It's, it's like the website that that Twitter uses like to find out if you know you're verification worthy or not. <laughs> You'd be surprised, but there's people on Twitter and Instagram that should not be verified. They're not even. They're not. They have no reason to be verified. I know. I know. Like there's there's people with like low follower counts. It's like don't deserve to be verified. <laughs> I think there's that literally, there's literally think content creators. This is a, this upsets me. There's content creators and streamers who literally made alts that have also been verified. But yeah, like somebody who actually, you know, wants to make a change, like make a difference, isn't verified. <laughs> Have you done the calculation? Just out of curiosity. I was like, actually going to raise start on that. How much did you say uh, in, in crowns that was? Like Palantir. Pound, PLTR. Sorry. Uh, We're like 5K? It's like, a, it's like a stock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those stocks that's just that company that i think is going to be the bit be a trillion dollar company yeah palantir uh yeah round about round about i think 900 pound at 20 at yeah 19 20 19 to 20 18 to 24 pound in between them two hmm. and i think the price at the price and I think the price of the stock of each one could potentially be worth five hundred pound a share. Five hundred pounds would be pretty much a thousand two hundred and thirty seven dollars United States dollars wise. That would be and then that's per share? Yeah, that's per share. Yeah. Five hundred uh five yeah, so the so the stock the stock currently right now is trading at twenty five pound, twenty five to twenty six pound. I've got around about nine hundred pound worth of it at eighteen to twenty four pound a share, and I've been slowly building that up over the past couple of months. 
I think per share it could be worth five hundred. I'm curious to see the calculation of it per share. So nine hundred uh, twenty four pound a share at five hundred pound a share. I think it could go to five hundred anyway. I think it's a trillion dollar company. So you know what Google and Apple were, right? Like AI. You know what AI yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the leader. It's the leader in AI. It's the one. It's the only company that's leading in AI. It's got like, it, like, it, it's got contracts with everybody. It's got contracts with Amazon. It's got contracts with freaking like almost all your supermarkets. It's got contracts with Airbus. Uh, it's gonna have contracts with Boeing. It's got contracts with pretty much everybody. It's got contracts with your government. So the Pentagon. It's got contracts with like. All all major governments have got contracts in NATO as well. Yeah, and the calculation. <laughs> yeah, let's just see. I, I'm really trying to figure out this baby Doge calculation because I I'm really curious. Like, I have not yet found a calculator that <laughs> spit out one ex dot z a mm. something. <laughs> Um, let's see. 1824 share. And putting $100. That must, that's got to be nearly a million, right? That's got to be like. And that, I don't expect that to reach 500 anytime soon. I think I give it like 10 years, but like AI, I think it's an exponential growth sector. So I think it's going to double. You've heard of Ark Invest, right? Yes, yes, I've heard of it. It's a stock about it. It's one of her. It's one of Kathy Wood's biggest picks. <laughs> I did research on it, and I realized this thing is going to fucking change the world. It's going to make Google, it's going to make it's going to make Google look obsolete. Ugh. It's a cert, It's a, It's like a data analytics company. It. It's. It's gonna put Google. It's gonna make Google search and all that stuff obsolete. They don't do search, but the data they collect, they potentially do search and probably beat them. By twenty twenty five, what's your prediction for Tesla? Hold I on. The, I just. I just looked up. This number that it spat out to me, um, one uh, zero point. This this may be incorrect, um, but is that from one, my putting in a hundred dollars, putting in a hundred dollars into Baby Doge gets you eleven million Baby Doge. How much is that in real time money? <laughs> right now, million? about about a hundred dollars. That that that's that that's it'd be worth around a hundred dollars. But if it hit. Literally one cent, it would be eleven million dollars. Do you think it'll hit? What are you gonna do if it reaches one eleven million? One cent, <laughs> dude. I, I'm telling you, I I I would. Do you make, think it will reach one cent? I I would make some dreams happen. <laughs> I bet you would. Yeah, I suppose you could bet. I suppose you could finance your startup, couldn't you? Yep, I, yeah. I could boost up the startup. Um, get get some you know get get some content pumped out. Um, if you want, you can feel free to buy sketch. Yeah. 
I, I, I can turn, uh, you know, Team Sketch into something awesome, like better than Face Clan. Um, Hopefully, you come if you're 11 million. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I have so many, so many different things that I, I can't wait to so, make happen. Like, tell us, like, all the cryptocurrency you're in. Like, when did you first buy? Did you have you got Bitcoin? And when did you first buy? Out of curiosity, how much did you buy for anyway? Oh me, I never really touched Bitcoin. Uh, well, first of all, you have to be like uh, at this point, you have to be like a millionaire to even make a decent, decent, or at least a, about a hundred thousand to make a decent profit off of off of uh, Bitcoin. I've always it's, tended. To- it, it, I disagree. I think Bitcoin can go to five hundred grand. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd have to have like five hundred grand to make a profit. If countries get involved in this. Yeah, and corporate balance sheets, corporate cash. If they were to put like ten percent of it, they could make the thing go to four hundred pack grand. True. If countries put their money into it, they could make it go to a million. Oh yeah, I, I believe Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin's definitely set up for success. But I think having all these other altcoins, like having options, like you know, like well, different you know, country currencies. Um. Would it'll, it'll definitely help. Um, that way, you know, you know, in case one cryptocurrency, even though it's like impossible, really, I would, I get that. I would kind of like to be under have us all be under one unilateral currency. But yeah. to be quite honest with you, like I don't have any objections to like maybe some se- separate coins and that. True. True. But that yeah, definitely Bitcoin. It, it, any word on the calculation of the Bitcoin's the volunteer shares? Oh, was that? Curiosity. curiosity. Right, you said it was five hundred something a share. The yeah, uh, eighteen. Yeah, I bought at eighteen to twenty four share, and I bought. And I think prediction, a long run, could be worth five hundred a share. I'm just curious. I don't think it. I think it possibly could be. I'm thinking. I'm how, being, much I'm you, uh, how, how much should you? How much should you put into it? Like a gr- like near enough a grant, near a grand. Not going to give the precise amount, but I would say near closer to a grand. All right, so you probably have like around a thousand eighteen something. I think. Yeah, something share-wise. like that. Yeah, and then like the time that been off like a decent tear by five hundred. Yeah, I think the I think the price could be five hundred a share each. Ten. I think it could potentially be worth a couple million. That would be five million four hundred five. Damn dollars! <laughs> that is big boy money. How much would that be in UK currency? Like. Um, it, it'd probably be a lot more in UK currency because USD wise, that's, um, I've, I've noticed like you, 5 million, you know, that's enough to retire off of, ain't it? Don't yes. Most people have. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then our, I well, build a hedge here's fund. the thing. So if, if you take 11 million, cause like that, that's the price. That's if, you know, that, that, um, baby doge goes up to one cent. If you take. Let's say it gives up, goes up to fifty cents. That's where we're like, you know, like the price where Dogecoin is now. If it, goes it could up, hit that, if it, what if, that. what if Dogecoin actually bought that and it made them like made their more updated currency? What if Dogecoin actually bought into bought that? 
and then they used it as like their equivalent, their newer version of Bitcoin cat of like Dogecoin Cash or something, or like Ethereum's new one. Exactly. Think so to follow it. up real quick uh, before we get into that, uh, I'm trying to count all these zeros. <laughs> that would be five hundred and fifty million dollars. What would you do with that money? <laughs> I think I would have a I, I would have a yacht. <laughs> I, I definitely would have um a, a headquarters for um you know Your studios. Um, I, I would have a killer setup. I would I would have enough to you know make things happen. I I, I ho- hopefully the end goal is to make a city. Um, that's so like would you like out of curiosity city. if it was to hit a certain amount of money would you just fucking cash out straight away, or what would you do? Would you cash out straight away, or would you literally just sell, or would you just I stay in it to the end? I would probably keep a a, a million dollars or two. Worth of- I would cash. I would cash out most of it to be quite yeah. fair, or maybe leave like a couple grand it just to see what the fuck it does. True, but I, I would at least leave a couple or three, maybe four million in there to see where to see where that goes. But other than that, I'm going to I'm taking that money and I'm using it to grow. I, I I'm using it like you know with my with my company content creating. I'm using so that. What is your com- so what does your company do anyway? Like. So you've got an LLC. Yeah. So right now it's um it's basically uh, a, a fancy name for my studio for my content creating. The end goal is to create a company that makes a difference in in entertainment, uh, similar to the way Marvel, similar to the way yeah, similar way Marvel you know has made like a big impact in the movie industry, but my version of doing the same thing, but if you know content creators were at like the center stage of it all okay and you know if video game like it involved like video games and technology and that sort of thing uh that'd be cool yeah my goal is to be like the elon musk of entertainment and maybe delve into you know some technology and, and you know like social media platforms and stuff like that later on down after you know I'll, I'll, I've done a few of my projects already. Um, but for right now, it's content creating because like that, it, 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 I, I want to be that I want to be that CEO who's like a YouTuber where people get to see my you know daily life and who also makes you know, entertaining content on this idea. Yeah. I kind of want to do the same. I want to build multiple companies, and I want to build them from scratch. I don't like the fact that right now I have to work miserable. I hate doing what I'm doing right now. I, I feel that. To be quite honest with you, I've just been I've been given an ultimatum. I've got two options. I'm currently on a temp contract at, at work right now, and I've got two options, basically. Uh, I, I work really late. I, I literally start work at 5, and I finish at about 10. Or I literally, and which would be in turn would be almost like, uh, almost midnight. Yeah. And which meaning I probably wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to film as much, as much content as I'm doing right now. And sadly, and sadly, my investments are not enough to withstand me right now. Yeah. Even See, though I'm... I make, even though I put like a hundred pound a week into it. Yeah. It's See, just, I'm... it's not enough. Yeah. 
I, I'm in the same boat. Um, my, like, I, I work at Staples, um, and right now, well, well, right out the bat, like, I'm definitely going to be making, like, I'm trying to work myself up to a daily-ish sort of, like, upload schedule. But at that point, you know, even, you know, with that considered, I, I'm going to be, like, you know, really struggling to maintain a, okay, I'm, you know, outside of work, you know, what time am I going to have to really play video games, you know, or just, yeah. you know, relax or anything. Cause like I'd be doing content creating on top of, you know, like an already, you know, nine to five ish sort of job. Now I, I could manage it, but at some point I'm not going to want to work for a retail, you know, like staples now, yeah. however, Forget that. yeah, I, I see, I, I do see a potential in a company like Staples, like like in a really weird way, I could see a company like Staples um, turning into something unique. And here, here's what I'm talking about. Um, content creators don't have a dedicated space to buy their equipment. True. True. Like they have to go seek out like Amazon, you know, all these different part, you know, retailers. And what all right, so what I've noticed is Staples has store is sort of started rolling out this um they've been rolling out gaming equipment. They've been rolling out gaming monitors, vlogging equipment. I've been noticing like they've been focusing more on like content creators and gamers. Uh actually next actually starting this month we're gonna be starting rolling out like Xboxes and like Playstations, like like they're they're going all in like the chair I'm sitting in right now is like an Emerge brand chair, which is like a rebrand of Staples gaming chairs. And it's actually a really comfortable chair. Like it's actually really good quality. Like it's right up there with like AK racing, um, DX racer, respawn, razor, you name it. Yeah. It's got this cheap black chair that looks kind of like one of these gaming chairs. <laughs> yeah. But it looks not bad. Like it's comfy. It's black. It's got some stitching. <laughs> to answer your question, also, if, if I got that kind of money, I would actually seriously buy a company, like just just to try, you know, see what I could do, like, um, you know, retail. Like, I'd retail probably do buy. the same. Yeah, I would buy a company like Staples just to see what I could do with it. First of all, I one thing I hate about any retail store or any company or any job is they, they force these pointless goals on you like you have to sell a certain amount of protection plans and 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 and, and, and what you, you do it you meet the goal they give you a pat on the back and that's it yeah on to the next next week on to the next you know you're you're doing it for nothing as in you know like content creating there, there's a reward you're actually helping people you're actually doing something yeah now what I would do with, with a company like Staple is that I would focus it on content creators. The people who work there can take their goals and like actually earn things like maybe like a, a, a Yeti or a headset or, you know, little things like that. Or maybe they, they could even win an Xbox every, every year or two. Right. Yeah. 
instead of just like, okay, you gotta sell, you gotta sell this plan, you gotta sell, you know, like the way GameStop is, like you, you got, you gotta sell this, you gotta sell that, and then you, you, you walk up to your manager, like, okay, I did it, now what? They're like, okay, good for you, let's do it next week, let's do it better next week. What do you think about the GameStop thing where it went up to, to the fucking moon? What do you think about that? Oh my gosh, that that was that was insane. <laughs> uh, I, I, I I can't even explain in words how insane that was because see, the thing with, with the, thing fundamentals. Noticed, the thing I've noticed with meme stocks is they they happen because people see potential in in in, in something like you you wouldn't I I like you know investing like you know you would never invest in something unless you like have faith or you know you actually it's either the cause you're behind or it's the thing that you're trying to support you have faith in it now the cause of the wall street bets was they had faith that gamestop is not a struggling company because most of of the okay gamestop is selling sort of thing was coming from people who are manipulating the stock market, you know, people who are doing this, doing that. And I believe, you know, there is definitely, there's definitely hope for, you know, seeing like uh, brands that, you know, like nostalgic brands, even who people have um, left to die, sort so of speak, just like, you know, come back because of like the, these things like meme stocks, like, I actually, it would not surprise me if um, someone just, if I woke up tomorrow and someone had just brought back Blockbuster or um, if someone had brought back maybe even Vine, (laughs) cough, cough. Maybe. Um, Well, or or anything, you know, like it, it wouldn't surprise me because, you know, if people have a, vision or a um belief like if they if they strongly believe in something they'll make it happen i think faith has now launched the uploaded the uploaded the it to the uploaded our visual podcast to the youtube channel now nice oh well uh yeah uh what else is there uh so yeah like what So if like you were talking about if you were to buy a company, like would you so would you focus mainly online or would you focus on the stores or would you like would you segregate the like online the, the store thing and turn it all online fully digital? That's a very interesting question. That that's what I feel like a lot of you know a lot of retailers are trying to answer these days. Like you got Amazon who's you know online focused all the time and, and you, then you have all these other stores are like no 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 we're, we're going to put our focus into online but we're also going to offer like a curbside pickup or an online order pickup we're still going to have the, the stores but we're also going to be like a, a hybrid sort of focus and then you have these stores that are like okay we can't handle it all together so we're just going to you know wing it and just shut down all of our stores maybe come back if it turned you know sort of you know turns around for us and that but for now we're just going to be like an online only thing kind of like what ty lopez is doing with some of his brands uh actually he's recently bringing back a few radio shack concepts but he's partnered with um hobby lobby 
because technically Radio Shack was like a hobby store. So he's actually um, uh, opened up like little pop-up shops and, you know, all these different things. One thing I've noticed is, um, is one successful thing I've noticed about, um, like, I, I've noticed like the, the big tech companies have been doing this. Um, even Amazon's been trying to open up stores um, for, for this reason. A lot of customers like, to touch things like that. They, they want to see what they're going to buy before they actually buy it. Like, you know, like, like that'll change. Yeah. Give it time. That'll change. It's all the old cultures. They are. I know it's all, it's like my parents as well. Oh, I want to go freaking touch something. No, no, no. no. The experience center thing. Well, you'll, you'll see where I'm going with this. Yeah. So people like to actually see the products. Now they might not want to buy the product from the store because you know retail retail price you know like shell prizey prices and all that sort of thing you know have gone through the roof like you're paying people to stock the shelf and and and, and that's where people go okay I saw the product now I'm going to go online and buy it. And so how does that benefit the store then? True. Now now here here's the thing, Amazon has been doubling down on opening physical stores i mean they've been opening more distribution centers than stores but they still focus on opening stores like they have a a cashierless store they have all these you know whole food stores you know like you you still need physical locations for fresh groceries i mean you know that would you know i don't think people would trust their food if it came from some you know robotic company and um you still like you still got people who you know want like like apple and google and um, microsoft have actually reopened their stores but it's like they call it experience centers and even even for a little bit sears was caught was actually um i've actually been following uh transform co the, the people who bought the assets of sears and kmart they were sort of going into this this you know market of like this little pop-up small pop-up store like an experience center sort of thing and um what one 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 little cherry to top the cake i've noticed that the last blockbuster the reason it's so successful is people aren't going in there to rent movies they're not going well they technically are but they're not really going there to rent the movies they're going in there for the the museum experience they're going in there to to buy the merchandise buy the nostalgia all that stuff that i believe is the future of where we're going to be going with physical retail stores like i would totally 100% focus on a 100% online thing um i would i would have a great social media team I would have a great social media account, you know. I, I would do. I would double down on that because that, you know, I don't I think see. Kind of have to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, like it, it actually surprises me right now that Discord, or you know, uh, one thing that, that really shocks me is the amount of um, attention Byte is putting into their social media right now. And Byte is a social media company. 
or or Discord. Like Discord that's one thing I like about about TikTok. Like you always see them posting stuff. Same with YouTube. Exactly. They know what's what. So when when a company's like quiet like that. It, it, it makes you it really ma- like it really makes you think that they're you know going Lazy. out of business or dead or you know that's what social media has really taught people these days like if you don't have a Twitter if you don't have a, a website if you don't have um this or that you're done you're dead yeah if you're not an Xbox or if you're not a gamepad you you, you get it. So, um, my focus would be to focus on the online side first, then focus on the stores that I already have, and keep that sort of you know attractiony Disney Worldy experience thing. Now, now, now that we're delving into the experience side of things, oh, I believe that experience could go a long ways. Like, like you, you, you go to Disney World to experience something. You don't go to Disney World for the the food or the, you know, whatever. You, you go there to experience it. Like, if you wanted food and cotton candy and rides or whatever, and that's all you wanted, you just go to any theme park you want to and just, you know, call it a day. But to go to Disney, you're going there for, like, an experience. Theater, you know, innovative storytelling animatronics the whole works yeah i believe if you take what disney has sort of scratched the surface of and and then apply the concept of video games and you know storytelling and interactivity in a way that gets people into a building to spend money that I believe is the future like that. Like I, I have goals of opening like up this huge city sort of, sort of like how Elon Musk is trying to open up a, um, a star based city, but that, yeah. you know, that, yeah, that sort of thing. And then like where people can buy, you know, property with crypto and, you yeah, know, be this, this, this cyberpunk, you know, city. Now here you can go to like different, you know, store and then, and, you know, like experience things or whatever. And then it actually be like an outlet for gamers to go and be a part of something. Like, like, like to, to give you an example, like one, one concept I've been really, you know, working on is this thing called uh, interactive theater. Interactive theater is something uh, similar to what um, the Mario, uh, Mario Bros world in or Orlando, um, uh, what is what's it called? Um, Universal Studios have, have have like sort of perfected, which is a you go around, you you're you're part of the story, you're you're watching the story unfold, but you're also you you, you also have some input in, in the story too, like somewhere to have video interactive games. content. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to create. I wanted to create. A, but I want to create interactive content. Content. I think that'd be really cool for Team Sketch. I just don't. Know. Yes. How would we that, do it, or how would we go about it? I would love to do something like that. So, to answer how you to answer how you do it, you have like some sort of device or some sort of way that the audience can interact. 
and change the outcome of the story, whether it be even though decide the choose your path stories aren't really, they've scratched the surface, but they're not really the answer sort of say. Um, so my example of, of interactive theater, like in, in real world practice, let, let, let's say, you know, five nights at Freddy's, you know, every, everyone loves the video game. Um, Chuck E. Cheese at, at some point. The Walking Dead, ain't that like kind of similar to it? It's like a interactive show, ain't it? Yeah. So, oh yeah, that, yeah, something like, very similar to that. But see, people don't, you know, really put the effort to really make it more mainstream. What so, about the Netflix show? Crash yeah, so some, Bandicoot. Yeah, or whatever Bandicoot. So something very similar to you know how people do like the Walking Dead, you know, run like the the Walking Dead runs that sort of thing. But like if there was like a storyline to it. So Chuck E. Cheese said that, that, that they were going bankrupt. And all these people say, Oh, you know, five you know, the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's should open these Freddy Fazbear franchises, you know, buy buy Chuck E. Cheese out and do this. That got me thinking, yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, what if these were like places? I mean, yeah, the normal person could go in there and, and buy pizza and call it a day and leave. But what if some hardcore gamer walked in there and wanted like there'd be some sort of story or, you know, some sort of experience. So they could go in here, they could be part of the story. The, the employees can even get, can be, be a part of the story. Um, in, in a way I'm, I'm taking a page out of Epic games book, what they do with Fortnite, how they do like these events. So that they'd be like these, uh, you know, like either daily or weekly events that go on throughout the location, all sort of things. And Essentially, the guests, the gamers, the, the people who actually sort of solving the mystery or solving the story change the outcome of the story. Yeah. Similar to the video game. And if we could take that same, you know, if we could perfect that, perfect that, you know, through like content creating... Like that, you know, like starting with the choose your own adventure, you know, like interactive content. I believe that is a very good start to something, you know, my my vision. So have you figured out your answer to how much your Doge baby Doge would be? Oh yeah, I, I did I did look into that. Um Hello. It was it was like uh oh, what happened to gaming? What about GameStop and they're like they're thing into like digital cryptocurrencies and all that that they could become one of the biggest crypto exchanges they did delve into that. Like GameStop, yeah. imagine like what about NFTs? Why don't we talk about them? True. Uh, what happened to... Did, did Jamie pop out? Yeah, he left. Yeah, for like the longest time, I feel like we're like hijacking your podcast. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, NFTs. I, I believe NFTs have... have um, 
really good potential to, to be something big uh, for content creators, for events. Like to give you a, a good example of um, of an NFT, like actually in, in work, and, and, and they did a very good job at this. Um, I believe they could have done better, but they, they did a good job. So, you know, those like boxing events that, you know, you know, like KSI versus Logan Paul, you know, like all those big events. Yeah. Didn't so, Logan Paul drop some type of currency in that, like some token or something like that? Non he, did. he did, yeah. But a lot of those events before then, like you you bought the pay-per-view, but you didn't get any anything valuable out of the pay-per-view that you bought. You just got the fight. And maybe you might have bet on it, maybe you didn't. But let, let's say you you didn't bet on it. You just basically watched the fight unfold. Maybe it was a wasn't. At the end of the day, you paid, and that's it. If it was a yeah. if it was a flop fight, you just wasted your money. If it was a good fight, okay, you just watched history unfold. That sort of thing. Now, this latest event, uh, the uh, TikToker versus YouTuber fight, I actually got something out of the fight. Like, I actually got value out of the pay-per-view. So, well, I paid, like, I believe it was, like, 30, 40 bucks. Um, Not only did I, did I get just the, the pay-per-view um, for the, the fight, I also got an NFT. It was like an NFT ticket, you know, like a, me a memory sort of thing that wow. I could, you know, sell later on down the road. And that ticket also got me into a, uh, a raffle for a chance to win uh, like, like up to like $10,000. Um, I also got like a free three months of like some streaming service or whatever. Now that right there is a perfect example of how, uh -huh. yeah, of how NFTs can be implemented. Like, like imagine if content creators um, gave it to subscribers, or um, content creators did, you know, like certain videos or certain, you know, like imagine how NFTs could be applied, and. It just, it just it just gets me like so excited to see how awesome things can be. <laughs> Imagine if if literally content creators were listed on a stock exchange. Exactly. That, that yeah, that, that's what we were talking about like earlier, like um, uh, on the other podcast. Like, imagine how. Imagine if the whole building your business process was more streamlined, and it wasn't yeah. such such an old process where you have to go to your your state secretary and like like imagine how if, if it was like robin hood to where you yeah. can easily pub, you know publish your thing and and then get support from all these like different investors who want to help you you know grow your channels and that sort of thing i, I would love that that would be awesome if like what would you need to do to disrupt the entire like you know the market we were talking about earlier that could be uh, a place to be disrupted I think we said like it was like the, the market of like literally starting businesses and that like wasn't a market like where like all the procedures and all that stuff to start a business there must be a way to streamline it didn't we say like there how is... would you go about if you were to go about doing that how would you go about doing it there like, is legal it? legal zoom has started there's this pro there's this program this is how I used um, used uh, to start my company it, it's a little 
expensive, which I think no no normal person I wouldn't call it streamlined, quote unquote, because it, it they they charge you fees still, um, as if you had done it yourself, and you still have to you still have to keep up with it. You still have to like maintain it. It's like maintaining an animal or a pet or something, you know, or a, or a car. Um, I think, well, first of all, I think a good streamline point would be where you're not maintaining it like a car. It, it's more like a Tesla where you got to maybe yeah. plug it in every so often. That's where I think a good, a good, you know, point of, you know, where it should be. Now, how we get there, I think... It's simple. Uh, we have to um, have a, a agreed upon um, thing that, you know, okay, you know, this is how this is how we start such and such company. We got such and such people. Uh, you have to work like with, like with different governments, tax systems. Um, I think if you could really find a way now one of the biggest hurdles is businesses companies already big big guys they don't want you streamlining making businesses because if that happened oh my god the morons will make businesses yeah competition would be like through the roof like google has well you know all the big guys they don't want that because they 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 want to be the big guys but they won't be because they'll be half of them will be disrupted. Well, they well they won't be disrupted. Like the major like big guy, the 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 guys that think they're big guys, will have the auto industry. They'll be disrupted. Yeah. They'll be off the cliff. Exactly. Their sales will go down a cliff in the next coming years. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so makes. So what would you say makes a good CEO? I say what makes a good CEO is someone who doesn't or isn't afraid of change or isn't afraid to go against the grain. Um, so like, like, like take for instance, Elon Musk. He is someone who always goes against the norm. Like, you know, people think he should be one way or thinks he should do one thing, but then turns right around and does like cool, literally quite the opposite. Like, He's unexpected. Like, you know, that, that time he showed up on the uh, Saturday Night Live. That's the first time I've ever seen, like, a multi-billionaire just show up on a... I mean, even though it's, like, TV and cable is dying. That's the first time I've ever seen a CEO be the host of something or, you know, like, especially a comedy show. Because he's different. And, and like, if you look at his tweets, the guy is, like, real. Like, he's... Legit, like he he's like one hundred percent supporter of meme internet culture. Like, I don't see you know Tim Cook. Um, well, Tim's an old culture. Yeah, uh, Bezos, he's too scared to do it. He he he's a little bit more out there, but he's he's too scared to do anything. He's, well, he's old. He's he's too scared to do anything. The only it seems to be the young people like. Mark Zuckerberg, he just seems too scared to take any take risk. He's too happy in his little bubble. <sighs> one, one thing I've noticed, and, and this is a current theme with even like the current content creators right now. 
they reach a certain number, they get the money they want, they and then they just pocket and just do drop off. Videos, yeah, videos. they 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 take the mat, they take the bag and run. Like like how a lot of boxers are. Some some will literally literally like uh like Ben who fought Logan Paul or Jake Paul. Dick. Literally just sat there and took the L, but then he bagged like a a, a good million. Well, he was retired. He was retired. He's got kids. Exactly. And to be quite freaking fair, he doesn't really care. Like True. at the end of the day, he's just there to take the money. I do think that Jake actually. I do think that Jake actually did try his hardest though. Yeah. So, but I do. I but um, I think, but you know, like all these other people, like they don't have excuse. Like you know, like all these big content creators, you know, et cetera, that reach a certain goal or number, and they just drop off and take the bag and run. When they still have, you know, like so much more time to, you know, like continue to do things, you know, that make a difference or make a change or you know that sort of thing. I believe, that, and, and this brings up a really good point about a good CEO. I think a good CEO is someone who has reached their their personal goal in life, and someone who's willing to continuously fight for their for the vision that they started and see it through to the end, even if they reach like a certain amount of numbers or if they think you know. It's time to quit. It's time to give up, and they just keep on pushing. Yeah. If I'm truly being honest, I don't. I think even if I become a multi-billionaire and I'm worth a hundred couple billion, I don't think it's ever going to be enough. Exactly. I think I'm, I'm even if I let's say I create a let's say that we bring Sketch to a, a hundred billion, or let's say we build Sketch up to a ten billion dollar market cap. What are we gonna do? We're gonna keep on growing it. We're probably gonna keep on expanding it. Like it's never gonna be enough. Exactly. Like, that's what I feel. And, and that's that, that's a good mentality. That that's like a, that's that's way better than the people I see right now who are the number one on YouTube, number one on TikTok. You know, they just don't care anymore. <laughs> quite frankly, and. and to be honest, with you, it's kind of really sad. Uh, don't you worry about? Don't aren't you afraid that literally if you grow big in that, you'll you'll fall off like Smosh and Lucas Crookshank, hundred k a video. Still clears views, but it could be worse. You could literally do a video and literally can't you you don't even get over ten k views anymore. Yeah. It does make you worry, but I don't worry about numbers as long as you set yourself up for life. That that brings up a better a very good point. I think if you obviously goals are goals. Obviously goals are very important. Yeah. But I think at a certain point I think you should just stop watching the numbers. Yeah. If, if, totally. you, if you if you continuously watch the numbers, you will drive yourself crazy and you will you will Think, oh my God, my content's that. That's what starts the snowball effect of okay, my content's not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. Then you start snowballing out. Yeah, whole, totally agree. Yeah. Now, if you don't look at the numbers and just actually 
well within reason. You obviously want to totally. continuously change. You know, you never want to stay with the same thing. Because one thing I hate about TikTok is they they want you to have the same content because that that's how you succeed on their algorithm. But um, I believe if you as long as you're making something you really want to make, and 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 you're changing it up every now and then. And not looking at the numbers and, and like making something because you have to get your numbers up, similar to like how, you know, at a job you you have to get your your quota. That's what I think, you know, avoids burnout and that's what I think, you know, makes a good content creator and is gonna make a great future. I'm not going to lie. During certain time at last year. In 2019, and I think 2018, I think, yeah, 2019, and maybe a bit of 2020, I was burnt out from creating content. I I wanted to call it quits. I wasn't sure I really wanted to still do it in 2018, especially in 2019. Then I came back, and I started uploading again. Then I took then I took a year off from YouTube, and I basically focused on TikTok. And then soon, then after that, I moved over to Byte for a bit. Well, continued simultaneously on TikTok. Then I tried out Reels and I just focused on biting Reels for a bit. And now I'm back to YouTube trying to build my brand. Or our brand, should I say. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, I would say it? my my journey is very similar. I, I, I tried all that, you know, I, I had a good I had a good run for about a, a year, you know, in high school and stuff. But then I took the year off to actually, you know, make sure it's something I really wanted to do, like similar like to a tattoo. Uh, you know, they say wait a year. You know, if you really want the tattoo, yeah. you know, you'll 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 be just as passionate as you were where you really wanted it. And oh, oh my gosh, I, I'm like all I have to do is is get like. I had a hard drive that had all my stuff on it that died. By the way, good lesson: never, never store anything <laughs> on, on a on an external hard drive, and 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 only have it on that hard drive because if it dies, you lose everything. <laughs> so, I'm waiting for them to back. I'm waiting for them to back that up for me at this data recovery center, and they get that you know restored for me. And um, once they do that for me, I believe I should I, I should be good enough to like go get going now, like with what I got now. But um, once all of my assets and stuff are back, and I you know I got my, my old videos to look back at, and some thing like to revive some projects that I didn't get to do because of COVID and stuff. Is this like for your like business yeah. and that? Like that, 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 that I'm gonna be like on the I'm gonna be on the roll, you know, like feeling that same energy I had, you know, you know, before the pandemic and everything. I'm gonna be ready to go. Good. I did like a financial series of it, like last year or, or like at the start of last year, where I literally just started a, a pra- started a practice account. Oh well, yeah, I don't think I've told you the story, but like on a pra- me and Faithy created a practice created practice accounts in this app called Best Brokers. We started off with twenty five grand, and we we and during the pandemic, we were trading during the pandemic, and we were able to turn. I was able to turn twenty five into four hundred grand just by trading on the pandemic, trading airlines, every type of stock. Faithy was able to double her money. I was able to trip. I think perform better than most people would do. And that was just by trading COVID all stocks, while also trading uh, while also trading Tesla. 
when it was like, I think at 300 a share. I think that was when it before it went up to its massive 2000 rally. Right. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I got. I've uh, got to be right back because uh, somebody's calling me real quick. But I will be um, right back. Let, let's pick up where um, where we were before. I'll be right back. No problem. Yeah. Uh, hope you guys are having fun. This has been a long podcast. I think this is one of my longest ones ever. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so how's you guys' day been? Okay, guys, let me just check something. I'm here. 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 Hello, Ali, maybe you see, are you ready to go? Can you hear me? But yeah, guys, we're back. Uh, he's just taking a break, and we'll be back. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. But yeah, uh, it's not been too bad, has it? But yeah. Don't be too bad. It's been a fun episode. It's what you get for uploading the two podcasts in one day. But yeah, uh, this has been an educational podcast. I hope you guys enjoy. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. This has been fun. Uh, 
Let me tell you some news about the markets today. Oh, Tesla's down 1.78. By the way, guys, I wasn't really being serious about the numbers. I was just curious. I wanted to know how much it was going to be worth. Me and then we're both doing calculations on how much certain money was what we're going to be worth in the future. I was just taking a magical number. I wasn't 100% sure if it was going to be real or not, but yeah. We're back. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a like. If you didn't, then I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. hope you had fun with it. And I'll see you guys in the next one. But yeah. And yeah, we're, we're not leaving, by the way. It's just a joke. Uh, let me tell oh darn it how much is dogecoin down Hope you guys are having a good day. I sure am. But yeah, I hope you are having fun. Jesus, 389 views two years ago. I'm different. I guess biters are just built differently now. Oh, well. But, yeah. Who knows? Uh, me, three hundred eighty-one videos. Jesus, it's a lot of videos. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. What else did you want to talk about? Uh, um, 
before before we before we head off, I'd love to see or I'd love to talk about like what 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 I would love to see out of um content creator like you know like like pick up like what we're talking about like with crypto and stuff. Yeah. Imagine if platforms let people uh, tip content creators in crypto. Ultimately, in the future, it'll probably lead that way. Not, I don't see it anytime soon, but I mean when yeah, it comes more mainstream, probably. I think that would be a game changer for content creators. That that would that could potentially be the way that content creators have a main source of income without advertisers being a main focus at that point. There's like I thought like literally, I thought like literally the, these like. Like, I think K, like KSI and Logan Paul, I think they're big examples of it, but they've got their like own coins and that. Like yeah, on this yeah. like coin app or something like that, or I can't remember what it is, but yeah, they've got their own coin and something like that where they wear like their own coin, which we, which is pretty much, it pretty much like it's pretty much their way of investing in like the creator. Like, like I think heavily, I think in the future we will all be. Like all the big creators, they will have like their own coins under them where like it'll be like a company. You'll be able to invest in, let's say, if I wanted to invest in like PewDiePie, PewDiePie has his own coin. I can invest in PewDiePie's success. So if I invest in him, he gets money to help his build the hill what he's doing. And I get, and then they, we get a, a dividend or a return or something like that. There's also some other things like, like on DeFi and that. Which apparently allows you to stack currency, which you can generate constantly stack and get more money out of apparently. But that's just other things. You there? Yeah, oh. I think we might have just. Um, I think it might have just came to a conclusion about how we can streamline businesses. At like, I, I just I was just seeing everything, like hearing what you're saying. I just something just clicked in my head right now. I think I might have just realized. Maybe keep it to yourself and that, and talk about it in the thing because you might be able to do something with that idea. Well, <laughs> technically, well, no, well, people are technically already doing this. I just had, the, I just had the idea. What if YouTube channels are the NFT? Like, what if NFTs are also a way? You know, what if NFTs are also a way that you can form businesses and instead, but avoid the whole tax sort of, you know, you know, deal. Because you know, technically, you know, NFTs there's a ways to there's property. ways to avoid the tax on the stocks. Yeah, it's called like uh, what's it called? Like a in your country, it's a Roth a Roth IRA. You get yeah. like a set amount of money that you can deposit in a month, and it's non-taxed, and you can't get taxed on it. Yeah. So imagine, you know, with NFT, you need to do something for crypto like that, though. Yeah. Imagine an NFT is a YouTuber's business that you can invest into. And get money back out of, but but yeah. but not the ownership part though, because I think Phase Clan and like all these big creators, I think they're looking to sign multi deals with like hedge funds and that, where they like give away like certain certain their revenue. I think they're looking, to, you know, like the record deals and that. Yeah, they're gonna do like unlimited money and just give them stuff like that. But if you look into the big deals, it's shit deals. Yes. Like one thing yeah, I have to say don't realize that though. is big Hollywood has really and not just big Hollywood, big record labels, you know, all that stuff has made 
a terrible impact on the content. They're hurting content creators right now. And I think once we get past that, you know, once we get past the, this is no longer cable TV. It can't be controlled like cable TV. It can't be ran like cable TV. Once we get We are past, fucked. Yeah. Yeah. That stage. Once we get past that, then I think content create like like one thing I think Matt Pat has been really trying to, you know, do, and one thing I really want to do too, is they're trying to get creators to think independently. Once a content creator can think independently, I believe um, content creators are going to have, you know, their own companies and stuff like that. They, you know, are making 100% of their revenue to themselves. You know, by all means, you know, advertisers get their respective, you know, cuts and stuff like that. But it wouldn't be some talent agency getting their cut and like, giving the scraps to the content creator or whatever. So what do you think about the UFC and that and Dana White is paying his fighters? Like like he pays like I think about it, like from other sports and that. Like Oh, in sports they're paid really well. What in the UFC? And they're <clears throat> they're also paid really well because they get a they get a big multi million dollar cut. They actually get paid more than an NFL star does in his whole career. They well, they'd probably get around a baseball contract. Baseball contracts do get utmost like fifty millions of dollars. But um, I mean, I'm not mean like the I'm not mean like the big run of the meals. Conor McGregor, like Khabib, I'm meaning like the the average the average Joe, the one that's just starting out, and the people that that are not top athletes. I mean them, the people that. Then I think it, it can be a little bit unfair. Um, because if you don't have the audience, if you don't have the the viewers, if you don't have the this, if you don't have the that, then I can kind of see that being a problem for sure. But I think other than that part right there, I think if um, the, you know, multi-million dollar mentality um, was applied to content creators, but without the, you know, little guy getting left out, then I think we'd be going somewhere. Yeah. At the end of the day, not everybody can be a YouTuber. There's going to be True. people that are not going to be able to be one. I think it's sad to say it, but I don't really like relying on an algorithm to tell who's meant to be one and who's not meant to be one. It kind of feels like they're playing God. Exactly. I 100% believe Reddit Reddit has a very good system. The reason people love Reddit is there's no algorithm. Reddit really doesn't have an algorithm at all. It's a hundred quite fair. Yes, it, it is very fair. Because it, it's unless unless you the only way it could not be fair is is if a whole group of people came together and downvoted a post and then it might not be fair. But if there's a way, if you found a way to combat that, I believe a, a system like that could be fair because it's user agreed content. Like the users decide, hey, I like this content. I want to see this guy more. 
And if they don't want to see the guy, then, you know, they, 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 they don't, you know, watch that content career, but then that doesn't hurt them because one person decides, Hey, I don't like him. Then everybody shouldn't like him. I don't like him, but yes, other people can enjoy them. Yeah. So what do you think of, so what was I going to say? Do you think we'll ever see flying cars? We are very close. I I, I really we think are. if you ever saw, have you ever, have you seen that uh, video of that guy who was flying on a drone over like New York Times Square? No. <laughs> Look up guy flying drone on New York Times Square. It like nobody, it, it didn't even phase anyone. Like, like the guy was like on top of one of these like, it wasn't like some small drone or whatever. It was like one of those big, big drones about the size of a room or what, like a small bedroom. But he was flying it like, like Marty McFly. Like he was like riding it like an actual skateboard across Times Square. And people were like, like it wasn't CGI. It was like legit. Like it was like a vlog, you know, and people just didn't, it didn't phase him. So I think that started the 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 path. I, I think we can already do it. I, I think it's ten. It, right now, if we if we um, implemented what you would call flying cars, I don't think it would be flying cars like we imagine them to be. I think it'd be more tolls like, or something like that. It'd be more like riding flying drones or like like you know hoverboards. But like yeah. they actually were supposed to be like actual hoverboards, not you know the hoverboard with two wheels. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I do believe we're getting really, really close to flying cars. I think BMW's um, working something like that. I think BMW could make a good um, drone. I'm, I'm available. <laughs> I, I'm debatable there's, if they're still going to be in the car industry. I honestly am. They have no, I don't think they've got any plans in going fully electric. Well, they do have the BMW i8. That's the only good electric car I've seen ever come out of BMW. And it's a good concept, too. It's something that not even Tesla is doing. I, I really wish they would they they would double down on it. It's like okay, so the problem people have with Tesla is there's no pumped race car sounds. Like it's completely silent. Now there's some people that like that. There's some people that don't like the car noise. They they want the you know complete smooth experience. But there's some people that they, they want to hear engine. They want to hear power. They want to you know know something's going on with their car. So BMW came up with a solution because all electric cars have the problem that they don't make sound. So BMW came up with a solution to pump out fake sounds like like with a flip of a switch, like you could turn it off if you want to, but pump out fake uh, sports sounds to make it sound like you're like you're revving up or you're driving something or whatever. Yeah. 
now that's a gimmick that that's a little bit gimmicky but you know it, it like imagine watching a, a a a race you know but all all the cars weren't making noise or whatever like you'd probably it, it'd be like you know showing up to a golf tournament but with fast cars <laughs> yeah I think we're going to end this podcast here. It's been fun. It's it's definitely tiring because we've done two today alone. Yep. I'm ready for a third podcast. <laughs> no, not, not really, but I, I just got that energy right now. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. If you're there. Yeah. Very much doubt it, but yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I'll, I'll yeah, um, was... definitely looking forward to more podcasts. Um, you, yeah, you might be. Yeah, we might be able to do more. It all depends on my timing. True. Anyway, because about my schedule, my from work. And then you know, my my content schedule is going to be. It's gonna be like really out there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's gonna be pretty demanding. What is the podcast or your work? Oh, oh my uh, content creating schedule because I, I I have to like it, there's gonna be like a period where I'm going to be um, balancing a whole bunch of videos and not that many videos like to really test out the water of um, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I've got the series that I'm planning on doing for GTA. Like, it's just like, like, it's just, I think it's going to be like the storyline, you know, like Marvel Universe and that. Yeah. I thought I could make like this little spin off series and that, like, this series and that where I go, where it's me challenging all the hype, becoming the, becoming a criminal mastermind, defeating all the, the heist, becoming a multi millionaire. <laughs> and then I thought after we've done that, I get a certain I get a crew create a crew to get crew to take on all the scores. And then after that, we can maybe do like a backstory with someone. And then after the thing, they move on. They we do we create like a little backstory or a little story about how they how they came together. Like we could do like a backstory for said person, backstory for someone else. They started creating. They started create some big character arc around it. Or something like that, we can make do some storytelling with that. I mean, hey, let let me you know, let me know. I, I'd love to be a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 could easily probably fit into like my content schedule. Yeah. I think the way the way it's going to start out is I'll have uh, maybe a few streams on on Fridays and Thursdays, and especially Thursdays where I'm you know off. I've been looking for Twitch streamers. Oh, what's that? Streamers under my under Team Sketch. So you see any? Let me know because I want Twitch streamers in, in Sketch. I want yeah. TikTokers in Sketch. I want biters. I want YouTubers. I want I want every type of content creator under the sun. Yes. Maybe only fan streamer. Maybe, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe but, we can um, get caught up, but nah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alan. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We'll see you in get next one. Take it easy.